I help women in jail prepare to get jobs upon their release. In doing so, I teach them to be honest about their criminal records. I tell them that some employers are actually happy to give second chances if a potential new employee is simply honest. Doing mock job interviews at the jail some weeks ago, I played the part of the employer and asked a young student, if I perform a background check on you, can you tell me what I might find? And the student answered, mostly stalking. <laughs> I then proceeded to tell the student how not to tell the truth. <laughs> At least not like that. In all of the interactions we have in the course of our days and our lives, there are countless choices. We can choose to be honest, or we can choose to lie, to withhold, to omit. Many people choose to lie and hide with more frequency than we might suspect. A large study found that the average person lies one to two times a day. Another study showed that the average person may be lied to from 10 to 200 times a day. 90% of people lie in their online dating profiles. <laughs> Interestingly, we lie to strangers more than we lie to people we know, an average of three times within the first 10 minutes <clears throat> of meeting each other. So visitors, if you hang around here for half an hour after our service, statistics show you could be lied to up to nine times. Welcome. Some people lie maliciously to flat out hurt people. A small percentage of liars are pathological in that they simply ignore reality. Anyone know anyone like that? Most of us lie for other less dramatic reasons. Human beings lie to cover up things we did or that we said we'd do, but we didn't. We lie because it will help us, maybe financially. We lie to help people out. We lie to make ourselves look better or to feel better about ourselves. We lie or withhold because we fear judgment or anger or disappointing someone. And we tell lies not to be rude or to protect someone else's feelings. Some scientists say that kids pick up the skill of lying typically between the ages of two and five. It's one more developmental task, like learning to talk or tying our shoes. Cicela Bach, author of Lying, posits that lying well probably provided an advantage to our ancestors who had to vie for resources. She says, lying is so easy compared to other ways of gaining power. It's much easier to lie in order to get somebody's money or wealth than to hit them over the head or rob a bank. Lying and hiding are not exclusively human acts. We all know that squirrels stash away their bounty of treasures, but did you know that they create empty decoy holes so that those in hunt of food are left confused and frustrated? Blue jays mimic the sound of hawks to scare away other blue jays and get all the food. And Coco, the famed gorilla who knew sign language, she once ripped a kitchen a sink out of her wall 
And when asked about it, she pointed to her kitten and said, Cat did it. (laughs) (laughs) On a Monday morning a couple of months ago, my evangelical Christian colleague greeted me cheerfully. What did you do this weekend, she said. Not much, I said, pretty normal weekend, and I went about my day. The truth was that I spent the better part of my weekend hanging out at Gay Pride with my transgender kid. I can justify that lie of omission. I suspected my workmate would have some kind of feelings about me exposing my kid to Gay Pride, feelings that she would be kind enough not to voice out loud. But I didn't want her judging me or my kid, even in her head. And I definitely didn't want her pity. I made the snap judgment that it was better just not to mention what I really did over the weekend. No big deal, right? Wrong, according to psychotherapist Brad Blanton, whose book Radical Honesty has kicked off an international movement of radical honesty workshops and retreats with the same title. Blanton counsels that all of the lying and the hiding and omitting that the vast majority of people do is insane, not to mention exhausting. It creates unnecessary stress and can lead to anxiety, depression, and stress-related health conditions. Blanton says that we should just tell the truth all the time. Period. He recommends chucking the mental filters that inhibit authentic communication and stopping controlling everything, simply sharing what's happening in our experience with others in real time. Blanton would counsel, for example, if you're with a romantic partner and you find yourself attracted to someone else, go ahead and tell your partner about your attraction. And while you're at it, tell them all the fun things you've imagined doing with the object of your affection. Just let me know how that goes. Can we lie? (laughs) If you resent a friend for being late, tell them in the moment how resentful you feel before you have a chance to talk yourself out of it. Go ahead and offend people if you have to if that's your truth, and stick with them through your feelings. Blanton counsels, too, that it's important to go back to all the people we've lied to in the course of our lives and come clean. (laughs) So can you imagine always being honest, not hiding anything, no matter what? Can you really tell that unhealthy friend or family member that you've decided it's not good for you to spend time with them anymore? Can you really tell someone you have completely dropped the ball? Can you tell someone that they've been disappointing you? One of the reasons that people lie is that we believe it's kinder to spare other people's feelings. We might avoid telling difficult truths to others for days, months, years, decades, because we rationalize that it's the more compassionate choice. Trungpa Rinpoche says there are two types of compassion. There's actual compassion. Then there is idiot compassion. 
which is compassion with neuroses, a slimy way of trying to fulfill your desire secretly. He goes on to say this superficial kindness lacks courage and intelligence. It does more harm than good. It is as though a doctor, out of apparent kindness, refuses to treat his patient because the treatment might be painful. Unlike idiot compassion, real compassion is not based upon a simple-minded avoidance of pain. Or put another way, life coach Martha Beck says, the truth, the truth is always an act of kindness, even when it seems like it will hurt. And a lie is always an act of unkindness, even when you believe you are being protective. When we lie, we are always in some way attempting to control. When we tell the truth to someone, even when we suspect it might cause discomfort or pain, we're taking the chance that they are more resilient than we give them credit for. I had coffee recently with a member here who shared some of the struggles they've had with the church. This person expressed some hard truths that led me to experience some feelings of sadness and guilt. However, I received the critique gladly because it was delivered with both directness and care. When we were through processing, the members said that they were nervous about talking to me. Really? I thought me? You were nervous about telling me something? But I said to this member that I was so glad that we had the conversation. It was real, it was raw, and it was refreshing. The aftermath of the conversation led me to encourage some helpful changes here. And it created an opportunity for the member and I to get to know each other better. Had this person kept quiet, resentment most certainly would have crept in, and maybe they would have even left the church and we never would have known why. So just to check this out, would anyone here prefer to be lied to? Raise your hands. Keep them up. Okay, Dennis. Sometimes. We won't tell you. <laughs> so white lies are okay. Okay. You look great. Do I look fat? Okay. So I'm going to invite us to continue this conversation. During coffee, so so yeah, let's do. I mean, rather than how are you, like when do you lie? When are you when are you happy to be lied to? We know what we all know what it feels to be lied to because we're all living in a country with a regime that is lying to us multiple times a day. If we are deeply offended about being lied to, if the truth matters so much to us, we can do the very hard work of looking at how truthful we are being in every interaction. If we want honesty in the nation, can we be the change that we wish to see? Can we start here in this congregation? Can we start in our relationships? Can we start in our own hearts? Artist Candy Chang has created public installations in sites around the world. She asks those who visit the exhibits to write down confessions on wooden plaques 
and the privacy of booths, evocative of Catholic confessional booths. These anonymous confessions are displayed. They range from the banal to the tragic. I eat too much cheese. I'm scared I'll die alone. I still love her two girlfriends and five years later. I stole over $15,000 from the company I work for. I'm in the military and I'm scared to die. I don't know what I'm doing. If you were to be radically honest with yourself, what might you write in your confessional booth? What have you not admitted to anyone else and maybe not even to yourself? Maybe it's time to admit, I need help. I'm not happy in my marriage. My addiction is out of control. Or maybe you might even hear the truth for the first time, I am worthy. If we could release the energy of denying, the energy of lying to ourselves and others, the energy of propping up relationships that no longer serve us, just to be kind, the energy of trying to be something that we're not, what might change? To be honest, I've never even told my evangelical Christian colleague that my kid is transgender and uses they, them pronouns. When she asks, how's your daughter? I say, good, rather than launching into the complicated but true story. With an administration that's increasingly intent to eradicate transgender people, my lies of a mission do exactly what I am afraid of others doing, erasing the beautiful truth of my child. It also puts my evangelical Christian colleague in a box of being someone who just couldn't understand. That limits any possibility of her growth and learning, and it limits our ability in any real kind of way to connect authentically. So if I could have a do-over, it would go something like this. Hey, Melissa, what'd you do this weekend? I went to Pride with Emerson, and the drag show was the best part. <laughs> and, you know, I haven't told you this because I was worried that you might judge my family, but Emerson isn't my daughter. In fact, Emerson doesn't have any use for gender. And I suspect that might be confusing for you, and I would love to sit down and talk with you about that at some time if you would like to understand it. Can't quite imagine what her reaction would be, which is just the point. <clears throat> Not trying to control life through lying and hiding, but to allow life to be what it is. In Brad Blanton's words, basic, funky, hometown reality, down from the clouds of good cover stories. May it be so. <laughs>